this week. Nine girls enter the workroom, but only eight will return. Kylie Minogue sends an inspirational Zoom message, and the girls fill in the blanks with their best celebrity impressions on The Snatch Game. Anita Wiglet's Queen Elizabeth earns her this week's crown, while the odds-on favorite Art Simone and last week's poor performer Coco Jumbo go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for the crown. In a shocking turn of events, Coco survives her second lip-sync battle in a row, while a stunned Art Simone is asked to sashay away. Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Down Under Season 1 starts now. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Drag Race Down Under, Season 1, Episode 2, titled Snatch Game. My name's Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by two wonderful co-hosts from Bloody Podcast. Please say hello, you dirty cunt, to Lori Roggenkamp. Hello, Lori. <laughs> hello. Hello. No, by the way, some people might think that I'm using some sort of Australian greeting. No, that's the way, no. even from the first time I met Lori, that's how I've always greeted her. By the way, I saw Nathan. It's so funny you're saying that. Nathan, I saw that you covered your laugh. My boyfriend. Yeah, I know. <laughs> laugh into the microphone. My boyfriend, my boyfriend uh, said the other day, he goes, when you were doing XYZ, I can't remember what it was. He goes, what Nathan didn't think it was funny. It was so funny, and I go, no, he was oh, laughing, I was dying. but he was laughing at Mike. I, I don't know what it was, and um, <laughs> I go, so I know he's laughing, but he doesn't laugh on Mike. Anyway, okay, I, well, because my laugh's like a. <laughs> that's even better because then I can make fun of your laugh. And from the podcast, Bravo, Bravo, effing Bravo. Please say good day, night to Nathan Brown. Hello, Nathan. Hi guys, how you doing? We're doing very. I'm doing well, Lori. This is the start of Lori's day. Who yeah. who knew? You know what? Lori is so method. She even changed her sleep schedule to Australian time. Yes, I did. It had nothing to do with uh, writing a ten-page essay till three in the morning. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it had everything to do with my commitment to drag race. Yeah, because she woke up. I mean, Lori in Australia, you woke up at like six forty-five a.m. <laughs> Yes, in Australia, I'm. Yeah, Australia, you're I'm an early, early bird. Yeah, you, early could, you could catch the yeah. worm down there in Australia. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the I way, I come up with this new uh, this this episode of Drag Race Down Under. Let me tell you this has changed the way I do a show. In fact, to the point where I think I'm no longer. I don't want to do spoilers anymore. Or maybe we'll have someone record spoilers that I don't listen to. I just put them in the show. Because we're not doing the rumor mill for Down Under. I had no idea what was about to happen. Mm. And girl, I was shocked. I was Mm -hmm. gobsmacked. Because even to the point where I was like, oh, well, Coco's going home. She was in the the bottom last week, you know? Uh, And so uh, I was like, and and like Art Simone to me, like, we, I mean, he had a fucking whole series on Wow. I was like, there's no way. She said, and even when Coco was doing the lip, I'm like, Coco's clearly winning this lip sync. How are, I thought I literally, well, they're going to do a double Shantae. They're going to do a double Shantae. And when, oh my God. So anyway, ladies, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Let's start with the woman who just watched the episode. 
<laughs> Lori Roggenkamp. Uh, well, two things. I really liked. Um, I, I actually genuinely liked the uh, Snatch Game. Mm-hmm. I thought that I thought the Snatch Game was overall pretty good. I, to be honest with you, some of my critiques weren't necessarily for the characters, but for the time that it went on. Because I felt a lot of the queens were kind of short, uh, were kind of shafted because of the length. Because I feel like the Snatch Game is not meant to be a long thing. And they had it on for several rounds. And so they kind of started judging queens based off later performances. Mm-hmm. That I guess I'm getting to what I didn't like. And then um, <clears throat> another thing I liked was... Um, you know, I just, I overall, I just like the show. I just like the episode. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, Nathan, what about you? Give us what you like and what you don't like. Can I give you three things I didn't like? Sure. Because this episode really shitted me. Oh, so, really? I didn't like the entire judging process. I thought it was a sham that six queens were in the bottom. I just thought that was unjustified. Mm-hmm. And I think they only did that so that they didn't have to give etc. critiques and admit that her snatch game was funny. It just seemed really off um, because a lot of those queens I thought oh, should have been safe I see and they were on the bottom instead. I see what you're saying because that's something I want to talk about is etc. Uh, snatch game. Yeah. And they didn't talk about it. They got out of it. And I think there was all these loopholes and trickery just to avoid that. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the lip sync song. Like you had Kylie Minogue on zoom, like give us a Kylie song. Come mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And I was just really devastated that art left. I just thought they stitched her up and, and set her up for failure. So, I have a theory. Yeah. And I feel like completely disagree with our co-host Lori. I don't know where you fall, but I feel like, you know, I kind of feel like, and we'll get into it, obviously, when we get into the episode, but I kind of feel like um, Art kind of did herself in. Ooh, crikey. Oh. You got Sheila Mail. Oh, my God. That means, well, it can only mean one thing. We have Sheila Mail. Now, I've told you guys at home, we have the speakpipe.com slash afterthought media. And someone used it. Also, I have to, before we do anything, I want to do an embarrassing, a correction that I'm personally embarrassed by. Personally. I am personally, in fact, Taylor the Latte Boy scolded me when I told him about this. So, someone named Christopher, uh, emailed us, like the, the day the episode dropped. Right? The day the episode dropped. Like, oh, at five hours, like after the episode dropped. And he writes in, hi, everyone, regarding Karen from Finance's entrance line, uh, where she says, I'm going to need a bigger lock, special locker for the hat or whatever. It's a quote from nine to five. It's Jane Fonda's first day at the office. Karen from Finance uh. is wearing a look that is hearkening back to the, the, the dress that Jane Fonda wore on her first day. And Lily Tomlin says sarcastically, we're going to need a special locker for the hat. When I told, because Taylor got the joke, I didn't get it. I love nine to five love it like n- like well, i think it's apparently not that much <laughs> yes no i told you i am embarrassed shame on me you know yes i uh, agree that was the most embarrassing part of that episode we should move on <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> we you, that was the that was the hurtful part. I think that's why everybody was writing in. That was the one that really caused a, yeah. a, a, an uproar. Yeah. So, so yeah, then, let's talk about this episode. No, 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 no. So then the other thing too, and we're going to talk about. We're going to have an honest conversation about this. We had a voicemail. We had a couple emails. Some people were a little pressed because someone on this panel, it rhymes with Nathan, <clears throat> said horrible things about the older pit crew member <laughs> and laurie it was actually you but i want to have a conversation the grand about the, daddy yeah as i'm calling the granddad now i want to say something here i have the voicemail and please do not let this in, intimidate you from playing the from sending in the voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthought media the reason i am not playing the voicemail is because i know my friend laurie rogan can't very well uh-huh and that if i play this voicemail no matter what conversation Lori and I had off the air, she will immediately, the, you know, she does have the genes of her father, go into, well, that guy can go fuck himself. Uh, give me your address. I will go over there and te- I will put my fist up your fucking ass. It'll go there, right? But well, was it mean? It. Was it mean or was it just criti- cri- cri- critical? I'm not going to go there. It was critical. So well, I would play it. Play it. No, no, no. I can't. I, I didn't. I, no, I didn't even pull it. I didn't pull. It. Maybe I'll oh, play okay. it during just between us girls. So okay. when, when he can't hear it. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, but uh, but yeah. But anyway, the point is, Lori. The emails. The, the most of the emails were pretty. Like, did Lori really mean that? And I don't respond that she didn't. <laughs> you know. No, just how like I'm sure that you get tons of emails when you say that. Kelly Clarkson is a big fat pig. I'm sure those same people aren't hypocritical at all. No, no, no. And Lori. message you and say that that's a terrible thing. No, no, I'm no. I'm sure it, those people no, aren't hypocritical. I will say yeah. that. I will say this about the guy who left the voicemail. He actually made that point. He made that point. He His point was just the way that it's offensive if you make a point about someone's size, about someone's uh, nationality or ethnicity, about their height, about their uh, the way they speak, that the age also applies to that well. Why is it that it's okay to make fun of someone's age, right? Uh, so he actually, and he said, and he, he the, it was a very long voicemail. You'll hear it, Lori. But I'll play it for you after we've talked on here. And um, he addresses all that. But what I'm saying is, and, I, and Lori, I told you this. I do not think I'm above this. What I'm saying is, if you want to see that I'm not perfect, please go to uh, the Drag Race Recap uh, comments on iTunes and you will see horrible, horrid <laughs> things written about me, right? Because, you know, I didn't like Ginger Minge, okay? Ugh. For some reason, Ginger Minge has a lot of stands who want to defend her, right? So um, uh, people say horrible, horrible, horrible things about me. And by the way, if you do like me, please go to iTunes. Uh, and leave the comment. Remember, if we when we get to five hundred, I'm dropping the um, the episode where I talk about a, a very famous drag queen who uh, refused five thousand dollars for an appearance. All she had to do was drop off a ballot. Anyway, Glory, she, she had a. We was were going to pay Ginger for. Minch? We, it was no. I don't want to say yeah. It was, it was a joke. Even we were going to send her a, a a town car to pick her up. All she had to do, this was through a nonprofit, is we were going to pick her up. She lived in L.A. She wasn't doing anything. Pick her up, show up, talk to the press for 10 minutes, put her ballot in the ballot box, take some pictures, get back in the car, go home. $5,000 in the middle of a pandemic. 
And she said, no, it was too little money. All right. Uh, Fuck that bitch. Does that, does that also rhyme with Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. So, uh, so Lori, so let's, so, so I'll yeah. let you, I want to let you address this. What do you, what so, do you have to say about this? Well, first off, I do kind of find it a little funny that people were like, I, I'm hurt that that lesbian isn't attracted to that man. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I will say that, yes, I have a tendency when I, when I see, and you, you can see it in Joe's and I, I comment and throw Joe under the bus as well. Um, that when people tend to lean to one way, I lean to the other way harder because I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. So I may have got doubled down on my old jokes a little too hard. I mean, look, the guy is, uh, like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. what's it called? Um, just factually attractive. I mean, he has a good, he's athletic. He has a good build. Just the fact that I don't find him attractive is not, you know, I don't find the other guy attractive either. Because mm-hmm. I don't find men attractive guys. I'm a lesbian. What? I don't know if I told you. Um, but I think that, yes, I, I, I'm sorry if, if you guys took it as offense. Um, if you guys were planning, any old old men were planning on applying to pit crew, please continue doing so. Well, also, now, Lori, um, you and I did not talk about this directly, but I have a sense, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or right. I have a sense that what you were doing, and maybe it didn't, it got lost in translation. I have a sense that what you were doing was you were really making fun of me. It was a sort of the way Lori and I make fun of each other. I mean, that's is, always the case. Is that let's say they had a pit crew person who looked like. Uh, you know, Paula Bunyan or something like that, you know, and I would be like, why would anyone find a giant woman attractive? Who could, you know, and I think the joke Lori was making because is the public feed people may or may not know this. I have a much younger boyfriend. And so I think Lori was making the joke is how could anyone find someone older, attractive, wink, wink. I'm insulting Joe. Am I wrong, Lori? I could be right or wrong. That was the start of it. But yeah. I think what ended up happening was I I felt like you guys I felt like you guys weren't picking up on it. You were picking up on the fact that I was calling him old, so then I was like, I'll run with that. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll run with that. And and, and one more but, thing, and, yeah. and then we'll go into the episode because there's a lot to talk about in this episode. One more thing is and this is for everybody involved with the show, is you know, I think what happens is you can get sort of lost is that we're on the Lori's on the public feed she's gonna be on the public feed for the rest of the year. But um but <laughs> hasn't been <laughs> and I know this guy's probably bummed. But um but what I'm gonna say is like let me put it this way. I, Jay Ellis liked a tweet today. This is gonna sound like this is basically be a humble brag right now. But Jay mm-hmm. Ellis liked a tweet today. And in the tweet, somebody he knew said, if you have 25 listeners, you're in the top 50% of, of all podcasts. And anyway, when he gets to, if you have more than like 3,500 downloads in a week, you're in the top 1%. And I wrote to him and I, this, I, was, I was like, how accurate is this? Because I don't think we're in the top 1% of podcasts because we get more than 3,500 downloads a week. And um, I, Good I did, for you. Well, no, but I'm not saying that as a humble break. I'm saying is that I'm making a point here is that there are a lot of people who download this show. But but I'm going to say this. We have a Patreon. 10%, roughly 10% of that audience subscribe to the Patreon. Okay? And then 10% of that actively participate. So there is 99% of the audience that we never interact with at all. So that's why I think when you go to the public feed and when the audience gets bigger, they don't know you as well as, let's say, the Patreon audience might or the people that we interact with. All right. 
Moving on. Uh, after JoJo's elimination, Electra's glad to be safe. Everyone congrats Karen on her win. Meanwhile, Art believes she deserves the win to win the entire competition because she has the best looks. The next day, the queens gather around the table and try to guess the week's challenge and sit on a shoey. The, the girls then all take turns drinking out of a shoe before Scarlet talks about fucking a sheep. Suddenly, the siren went off and the girls gathered around the video screen expecting to see RuPaul, but lo and behold, it was Australian pop sensation Kylie Minogue who sent the girls a pre-taped inspirational message. Just then, RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's maxi challenge. It's the Snatch Game. The queens will appear on a parody of the old game show, The Match Game. As part of the challenge, they'll need to perform their best celebrity impressions and try to make RuPaul laugh. Nathan, let's start with you. Uh, you're, we just covered a lot. We covered the the sort of opening, and we also covered now that they're back the next day. Your thoughts on anything that happened here? I loved that they did shoeies. <laughs> so this so is a real great. thing. This you is a, know what a shoey is? No, I've never heard. This is a real thing in Australia? Nope. It's a real thing. Not I've never done bit. one, but I've seen it happen at the pub where Gross. people will like, pour a beer into their shoe and then drink the, from the shoe. It that is can the we go most... to war yeah. with Australia? Can we yeah. can we kill everybody? <laughs> I, yeah. I know. <laughs> you know, I, know yeah. I feel like I feel like I I I maybe got people back on my side after apologizing, but now I'm I'm just gonna say Australian people, you are gross. But like, here's, you are terrible. Here's also what I'm gonna say, Lori, as I love I feel like Australia has a little bit I don't know if they still do, but maybe had a chip on their shoulder because it's like uh, an insult you would do to Australia is like, ah, you're all a bunch of uh, prisoners there, right? And um, I don't know why an Australian would say that to an Australian, but okay. No, but um, I don't know. <laughs> that was, you know what? That was a Kiwi saying that to an Australian. Oh, All right. Yeah, yeah. So the oh, point- yeah, a bunch of prisoners there. You bunch of prisoners there in Australia, right? But then they go like, oh, well, no, we're not. We're better than that, mate. And then they go, by the way, you know what a shoey is? You lose a bit at the pub and then you take your shoe and you drink the alcohol from the shoe. And you're like, okay, well, we're back in prison, aren't we? All right. Uh, you know what I love about that, too, is that I feel like Americans try to make things needlessly complicated with drinking games. So they'd be like, you have to stand on one leg while drinking a shoe. And it's called Art Garfunkel. And that's what the, sh- that w- that's what the game's called. And uh, whoever stands on the- their other leg has to then drink everyone's shoe. And it's just like a way for everybody to die of alcohol poisoning. Um, and, and now shows are just like, no, it's called shoe and we, we drink out of a shoe you know and then what? we move on with our lives. You know what, you know? Lori, you have a good point because I think <laughs> in England they have something, it's literally just called brown sauce. And Ew. you know what it is? It's a brown sauce. Oh. Well, did you, have you ever heard of glassed? No. What is that? I think it's in Ireland. Somebody told me that I have a, 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 a temperament that is easily to get glassed mm-hmm. one time. Oh, we have that in Australia too. Oh, yeah. okay. Wait, Nathan, what is it? Let's even match it Lori. What does it mean, Nathan? So it's like you, if you smash a beer bottle and then you stab someone with the glass. <laughs> oh, see, that's, that's different, but it's similar. So this one is in Ireland. What they'll do is they'll wait for you to take a drink of your glass and then somebody will come up and punch you in the face so you wait, get what? that's not as violent but wait why, yeah. why why are people saying that that's what you do no that's what they're saying they, the irish guy was basically saying it was a it was a, like a, a sean connery way of saying i want to punch you in the face oh, you know so like, you're not liked okay. in ireland either Lori. i'm not liked by many men um <laughs> i think all over men just don't like me which yeah. you know what i can live with yeah. so uh okay uh, now nathan you're as an australian yeah. What 
what would you do if you were on Drag Race and there was a pre-taped video? Look, I'll be honest with you. If I see a pre-taped video message, I'm not. I'm like, oh, I taped a video message. But like Kylie Minogue, she's a big deal, especially for Australian gays, right? I would crane my pants, <gasps> even with a pre-taped spot. video message. Uh huh. What? Uh huh. I I'm just scrolling on Twitter and I see that gif of Kylie Minogue smiling and nodding at all the gays, and I crane my pants. I love Kylie. Everyone loves Kylie. She's amazing. Danny. I don't really so, have a reaction about so, Danny. So, so Phil, because she comes on later, Phyllis in there. So Danny is, I guess, uh, if to, to quote uh, Pheromone at the roast, the is she like the, the less famous, less talented sister of Kylie Minogue? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I Danny's um, done more of like the reality show judging. Like she was on, I think X Factor or something in the UK, and then our Australia's Got Talent. Uh, She's fine, but Kylie's the shit. Kylie's amazing. So let's say you were on the competition and Kylie Minogue walked in the workroom. What would you do? I would flop about. Really? Yeah. It would be like the reaction when Lady Gaga came in for the US girls. Oh, where they started like crying. What do you think you would cry? Yeah, I would do the Eureka O'Hara, like cry, make it all about me type thing, maybe. (laughs) Laurie, who, what, what celebrity would do that for you, Laurie? What what celebrity would you just just automatically just like lose your mind oh. if they walked in the door? Like, would it be like um, who would it be like? Uh, so many, really? really. I get starstruck very easily. Oh, you I mean, do. I think you know this about me. I've had very awkward encounters with all celebrities. Yeah, because um, um, our friend Melissa's married to a guy who was on two seasons of Mad TV, and Lori lost her fucking oh, mind. I I still get nervous when I'm around him. Oh, really? Yeah, he's so funny. I loved him on Mad TV. And then what, um, what about and then Nick Swartzen? You said you know Kitty Cat to him, oh, and he yeah, almost punched. You. He almost glassed inter- you. An- Hey, another great interaction with a man. Um, yeah, yeah, he took it really well. <laughs> with and, especially a gay man. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, um, and then, what about? Uh, is there anybody off the top of your head that if you met them, like? Oh, uh, I mean, well, okay. Here's the thing: there are people that I would go up to, and I would be like, I just have to let them know how much they mean to me. And then there are people that I, I, I would be so shocked by that I would just, I wouldn't be able to say anything. Too, and I think that um, if I saw Charlize Theron, I probably would just like fr- I would be that kind of person that would be like if I saw her walking in through the airport, I would freeze and I would just go bug eyed and I would just stare at her. Okay, let's say you and I were at a Borders Books, a chain that doesn't exist anymore, but let's say we were there, right? Okay, we were there and we were we were at Borders Books, books. yes, yeah. and we were reading books, and all of a Ugh. sudden, out of the corner of your eye, you see. This Mariska Hargitay walk by. Oh my god! What would you oh do? God. Oh my god! I think I would throw up in my mouth. No, you um, would not. No, you would not. I would immediately walk up to her and just be like, and just fangirl out and just say that she's amazing. Would you do your whole Law and Order Special Victims Unit bit from your old comedy routine? No, because I wouldn't want to, um, like be too weird about it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move uh, on. <laughs> yeah. Who else? Oh, Jennifer Coolidge. I actually <gasps> met Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, yeah. Did you have you told, did you tell that story to me in private or tell it on the show? I may have told it. Okay, so real long story short, I uh, was going to see this movie called Unsane, which is about a stalker and a woman who is hospitalized with her stalker. 
And um, and then shockingly, Lori started stalking someone that day. Yeah, yeah. And then I was stalking somebody. But right as the lights go down when the movie starts, right, I see I see to up up far, further up to my right is my uh, my groundlings teacher. So Wait, I hold text on, her. stop. Groundlings is a very famous, very respected improvisational group here in Los Angeles. Yeah, and okay. you know they're respected because uh, they said no, thank you to me being <laughs> on their team. Um, so <laughs> that's how they yeah. that's how they worded it. No, thank you. Yeah, um, she, she made it so, to, to Shunday Company where they shunned yeah. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I made it to sh- where they were like shh, shh, So I actually was on a second date with Star. And uh, I don't know if you guys. So this is a, a stupid thing, but I don't know. In the Odyssey, there's a a, a, a thing in the Odyssey where um, the uh, Odysseus is telling his story, and somebody sneezes, and it's sort of like, oh, this is like a this is like a, a good luck. This is like any anytime somebody sneezed or somebody did like some unexplained thing happened, it was like a blessing on your on what was on your adventure. Mm-hmm. So it was that moment that I realized like, oh, Star and I are like meant for each other. Like mm-hmm. this was great. Mm-hmm. So we um, we go. Uh, so I, I text Je- uh, uh, my teacher, Chase, and I say that the calls, the text is coming from inside inside the theater. So the entire movie, I'm just waiting to see if she's uh, seen it. So as soon as the movie goes up, it was a terrible movie. As soon as the mo- lights go up and the movie's over, I I run up the stairs to see Chase because I want to scare her. So I run up the stairs and Chase is sitting right next to Jennifer Coolidge. So I go, aha! And I like go to point and then I see Jennifer Coolidge. I go, aha, Jennifer Coolidge! <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, I realized that Jennifer Coolidge is in the seats, and then she looked and, at you and like, "You make me want a hot dog real bad." I can't do a Jennifer Coolidge impression. Yeah, real bad. I got big boobs. In your big, yeah. <laughs> you look like the Fourth of July, and, and like yeah. I do. Yeah, because you're a I, you're, you're gonna you blew up in my face. So <laughs> she, uh, so anyway, so she was very, she's very sweet, very nice. She asked me, and it was really cool because. Chase is like, this is the woman I was telling you about. I didn't ask him what context. I was just like, you know, this is the woman I was telling you about that I had to get a restraining order against. And she went, that's, um, that's a woman? But I went into the, I followed her into the bathroom. And we had oh a conversation. She was very nice. Um, and then eventually it was like, I have to leave the restroom. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I stayed in the restroom for a solid two minutes afterwards because I, w- I didn't want it to seem like I was walking out with her. And so then we randomly ran into uh, BJ Novak and Mindy Kaling. But we didn't, I didn't say anything to them because they were like talking and stuff. But it was like a weird, it was a weird moment. But uh, yeah, so that's how awkward I, I uh, one time, um, oh, who's the guy who was in uh, Saturday Night Live? He's kind of chubby now, but he lost some weight. He was like, oh, Horatio you know, Sands. Horatio Sands. I was interning at a theater and Horatio Sands came in and I didn't recognize him because he had lost so much weight. And he, he he's like, oh, I'm, I go, I have to get a ticket. He goes, oh, I'm Horatio Sands. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. I didn't recognize you. He goes, that's okay. I go, wow, congratulations on the weight loss. How'd you do it? And then randomly, for no reason, I just said, lots of sex. And he goes, <laughs> no. And he just like slowly walked into the theater. I was like, why did I say that? Yeah. So... 
I'm wondering the same thing, too. All right. I feel like Horatio Sands right now. Oh, in the workroom, Maxie and Karen refuse to say who they will impersonate. Art reveals she's performing as Bindi Irwin. Scarlet may also do Bindi Irwin. Art bullies Scarlet into performing as Jennifer Coolidge. Keita struggles to choose between Carol Baskin and Dr. Seuss. Oh, <laughs> and then next, RuPaul entered the workroom for table visits. Anita shows off her QE2. Ru t- tells Coco how awful her outfit was from last week was. The girls question, etc. character choice. And finally, Art makes RuPaul laugh, which intimidates the other girls. Lori, let's start with you here. Uh, what were your thoughts on everything that happened in the workroom? You know, the first thing I want to ask to start with is, people don't know this, on Patreon last year, when Tiger King aired, and Carol Baskin is a, one of the major characters on the documentary series Tiger King on Netflix. Uh, you know, it's it's strongly insinuated that Carol Baskin possibly, allegedly murdered her husband. She did it. And so Nathan, you believe that no. Carol Baskin did it. Lori, oh, yeah, Lori it. is so hot and sweaty for this Not Carol Baskin. Hot for Carol Baskin. She... I just don't think she murdered her husband. Well, it's so odd that you hate the old pit crew, pit crew guy, but you love Carol Baskin. Yeah, that's a very good point, Nathan. How by is the that way, odd? By the way, it's Nathan, odd. I love also you go, oh, he looks exactly like my boyfriend. And then she goes, he's old. That's <laughs> why bitch. I said this it. This is why I left that fake voice message. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I said it. Because he said, he goes, oh, he said, you know, I mean, what what should I have been like? Oh, yeah, no, he's a tra-. I was like, I want to make Nathan feel bad about himself. Mm-hmm. That's the what's the, that's where the humor, guys, do I have to play comedy to you? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Lori, you obviously would have gone with Carol Baskin, right? Not Dr. Seuss. Oh, I was screaming at the television. Yeah. I would say you should have picked uh you should have picked Carol Baskin mm-hmm. because I think that there's so much that look I I I legit feel like um we kind of saw him get a hang of it towards the end but he got himself in a real trap with trying to rhyme everything oh I know and I was just like what are you doing dude like what why are you putting so much pressure on yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll get to it, but yeah, I thought Carol Baskin. There's so much there. There's so much there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're. I, I completely agree with you. Now, now, Nathan, I have a question for you. You know, mm-hmm. um, art performing as Bindi Irwin ultimately led to her downfall. But she, I feel that I put this in the script that she bullied Scarlett into performing as Jennifer Coolidge. Do you think a? Do you think she bullied her? But two, do you think if? Scarlet would have stuck to her gun, did Bindi Irwin, and then Art would have done somebody from Kath and Kim. I can't remember who. Do you think that would have proved a, a different result for Art? What do you think here? Yeah, I think you're right. I think if Art went with Jane Turner and did mm-hmm. her Kath and Kim impression, which I feel like she's already locked down. That's why she said, people at home want me to do Jane Turner, but I want to show a different side of myself. And I was like, it's episode two, babe. You don't need to show a different side of yourself <laughs> yeah. just yet. Yeah, if any any comedian, any performer is watching this, never right out the gate do something different. Mm-hmm. Never, yeah. you know, never. I, I watch Ink Master, which is a tattoo competition show, and the this, the the artists who always go, I want to show a different, I want to show that I can do different kinds of tattoos, are always the ones who go home. Mm-hmm. Like, just do the same thing you've always done that's working. I don't yeah. understand why people work their ass off to get on a show and then go, I'm going to reinvent the wheel mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think she bullied Scarlet, though. I feel like that's just what drag queens do in the workroom when two mm-hmm. people want to do the same Snatch Game character. Mm-hmm. I just don't get why Bindi Irwin. Like, what's the fascination with her? Like, does she have beer-flavoured nipples or something? Maybe because it's just... Do you think that the producers... Maybe Lori might weigh in here, because she used to be a producer on a, t- on a reality show. I was, you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was called uh, Old or Young, and yeah. you just picked who was old and who was young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, she was, she was a reality show, uh, uh, the, the young and the breastless. That's what she was a re- judge on that. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was chickens. We yeah. all, we picked what yeah. was, uh, what was a chicken and what wasn't a chicken. Yeah. So anyway, Nathan, um, uh, my question for you is, um, going, I want to talk about, uh, the, moving on to the table visits, um, uh, etc. talks about doing this woman. Her name is Lindy Chamberlain. You know, Nami Harder, I mean, sorry, Nathan Harder, uh, our producer, wrote, in 1980, Lindy's baby Azaria was taken out of her tent whilst on holiday in, I do not know how to say it, but I know RuPaul will be saying it on their show, Uluru? Yeah, Uluru. The baby was able to be located. The police believe Lindy to be guilty. She was taken to court and acquitted, stating a dingo did take the baby. This was later thrown out as a cause, and she was jailed for three years. After a chance find of the baby's jacket, uh, Lindy was later released and awarded $1.3 million in compensation for wrongful imprisonment. Not until 2012 and the fourth inquest was a final ruling made that a dingo did, in fact kill the baby um first of all i want to talk about it here because i think this is one of those characters in pop culture where there's a very different perception here in the u.s as opposed to australia where you're very tied to it because here in the u.s all we really know and it's in our zeitgeist and our lexicon is meryl streep did a movie version of it so that's one separation away and in the trailer all you constantly heard meryl streep do in a terrible australian accent is that a dingo ate her. she goes a dingo ate my baby you know and so everyone knew that it was a, it was a joke here but you're I, I got the impression on the show and i think you in, in, intimated last week that this is a very serious topic in australia well it is i mean when you think about it like yeah her baby got killed and then she mm-hmm. got put in jail for it mm-hmm. so like the bare facts of it it's pretty rough mm-hmm. and it was a big deal when it happened in australia like i wasn't alive for that but it, going through school when i did like legal studies and things this would always come up as an example of like trial by media that type of thing so it, it is wait, a as deal, a child, wait, are you are you that. like a child lawyer prodigy? Or did you hear him? He's like, when I was a little, <laughs> when I was a little mate in school, and we had our legal yeah. stuff. Were you like a little baby <laughs> lawyer? I was the Dookie Hasso. Yeah, I met I when was, I was like seventeen. Me, I was, uh, yeah, like Larry Mason. We had mock trials mm-hmm. in my high school. They called me we Johnny did. Cockney. You know Johnny Cochran? I was Johnny Cockney, which is weird because I'm Australian. Yeah, well, we don't care here, prisoners. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. My great grandpappy could have used someone like me. Anyway, what were you saying, Nathan? I'm sorry. I was saying so. Yeah, it is serious, but I didn't really get the big deal. Like I know Art and Karen were like, "Oh, that's pretty full on," but and it is. But if you can do it funny, then I think it's forgivable. Well, I feel like in yeah. the Discord, uh, producer extraordinaire Nami Harder, sorry Nathan Harder, was talking, and anyone that would listen, he, he was like a man on a corner. Like, you know, the people who stand on the corner and just preach about Jesus going to come. And, like, he would go to yeah. every. There was, there's a porn decor lounge. He was talking about this. Anywhere <laughs> he went, he was talking about how, like, they better not do this. This is not funny. This is very serious. This is very not funny. And of course they did it. And 
to be honest with you, because I'm so removed, I thought it was pretty fucking funny. I, thought I it was agree. Like, I will say that I felt like sh- her, her along with other, some other queens, were the re- were uh, punished not because of their bit, but because of time. You know, you have these characters and they're short form improv things, so you can't do like long. You can't do like several rounds of it. And they did several rounds, and I thought that she got punished because you know she had a funny bit. Yeah. Well, we'll get into it when we get into the Snatch Game, which is is coming up very soon, Lori. Before we move on, though, on the workroom, on the table visits, did I not hit anything you wanted to talk about, Nathan? Um, I do just want to apologize to Anita Wiglet. I was pretty rough on her two weeks ago, and I hated her, but now I'm really coming around to her, and I thought her table visit was funny. That Prince Andrew joke, like, mm-hmm. that was great. Yeah, I feel the same so, way about et cetera, yeah. et cetera. She's growing on me. I think I kind of even predicted she might. Lori, did we miss anything? Did you get all your points in? No, I still don't like the same people, so I'm good. <laughs> now, Lori, before we go to break, uh, was there any action in the chat room that we need to bring up? Uh, no. Uh, most people, I mean, there is a lot of, I'm not trying to say that people aren't talking, but they they are offering some funny things. But nothing that I think is too um, relevant to what we're talking about now. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, huh? just some... Uh, funny a lot of uh kylie minogue music videos are being posted for some reason oh really and uh well you know you know you know you do a good show when while you're doing the show people are posting videos of other people's (laughs) art uh nami says uh nami had the hot take of uh i prefer kylie's older music than her newer stuff so that was uh that was uh oh uh w said that in scotland glassed is somebody smashing a glass object over your head you know what that might be what it is in australia as well when i said stabbed i think i might have been over exaggerating well <laughs> well people don't well, know it's this too late it's too late now well here's why here's why people don't know this i found this out on uh, 23 and me that's why nathan's ancestor was sent to australia back in england he glassing he and he yeah. stabbed someone with a broken bottle i want to deep dive this how did you get that information on 23 and me about nathan yeah that's a new feature they have oh it's just friend yeah. feature yeah I, for people you know by the way <laughs> 23 and friend yeah 20 yeah 23 and you is what it is <laughs> 23 and them yeah. like um <laughs> 23 people, and him people don't know this um my ancestors got to mexico uh because uh they heard that there were free tortillas and they got in the span. They just stowed, stowed away on uh, Columbus's ship or something like that. No, you know what? <laughs> my ans- my Spanish ancestor, they're the one that put the smallpox in the blankets that were given to <laughs> That was their job. They're like, hey, you, Pedro, put all this smallpox in these blankets there. I don't know why an Australian was there. Uh but, <laughs> my my ancestors were part of Jonestown, and oh, really? they were just like, "Oh, we have to make things," and then they all died. <laughs> that was my ancestors. <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be back right after this. And Aiden, this is for you. That's where Art Simone's going right back to that show. Anyway, 
It's time for the Snatch Game, and the girls are all dolled up as their celebrity choices. Karen needs to beg for a Dolly Parton. Art's Bindi impression was the second worst thing to happen to the Irwin family. Coco is 100% that bitch in the bottom. Anita saves the queen. Scarlet puts the stiff in Stifler's mom. Electra was almost up Shit's Creek. Max's Magda came loud. Etc. as Lindy Chamberlain dragged Dingo, ate up the competition. And finally, Ketamine found out, oh, the places she'll go. Safe. Nathan, let's start with you. Your thoughts on everything Snatch Game here. So I feel like Race and Michelle were the funniest ones in this Snatch Game, honestly. Um, I thought Anita did great. I'm, yeah, coming around on Anita, she was funny. I thought Etc. was funny. Wasn't a big fan of Dr. Seuss. Like, Mm -hmm. I just don't find rhyming to be funny. And that's Mm -hmm. just all it was. It was just a rhyme after a rhyme. So there were a few flops, but I don't think it was as bad as they were making it out to be well nathan if you ask me i'm gonna have to say i mostly agree Lori. <laughs> wow what were your way to th- go joe way to go Lori, <laughs> <laughs> what's up what were your th- no before we say anything i have to give Lori her uh bona fides here yes please she is in the way that the gods do yeah she is an icon in the Los Angeles improv sketch and stand-up comedy scene. People come to her. Let me, people don't know this. Lori was a silent consultant on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Which I gotta be honest, uh, I got fired for not being so silent. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cause I kept being like, no! Well then, yeah, she, <laughs> she would shout, it's Colin's line! And they're like, that, Laurie, the title isn't literal. It's improv. Okay, yeah. It's improv. And I'd be like, I thought we rehearsed this. <laughs> well, I think that's the sort of rumor, right? Is that they do rehearse it, right? Is well, they, they practice. You practice, like, short form, you practice the game. Yeah. It's just inputting cer- certain things. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, also, let's be honest here. We're talking about this show. <laughs> One, we don't really know if anyone from the audience said these things, right? Drew Carey would be like, I, I, I need a color. Red? Okay, great. And you're like, I didn't hear anyone say red, you know? Well, also what they would do is they would go like, they would do the games like several in a row. So you, what you would do is you would go like, all right, red. And then they would do the game and then they would go, okay, let's do it over. And then they would do it over and then uh, they would do it over. And so by the third, fourth time, you have a funny bit, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So. All right. Uh, so anyway, Lori, you before we go to you, you you know your shit. In fact, you were so good. The groundlings were like, "You're too good for us." Right? Remember that? You talked about that. Yes. What I would say to Rue is, "Yes, I do." No <laughs> <my> shit. <laughs> All right. So, so Lori, tell tell me about your thoughts here uh, in general about the snatch game. Nathan's deflated. Nathan's. Deflated. I hate rhyming. <laughs> Nathan, it's all about timing. Did rhyming uh, eat, your, eat your baby? What's why are you rhyming so much? It's just not funny. Do you really hate rhyming? He really For does. For a snatch game, yeah. Um, Didn't bother me. Look, I actually legitimately thought that everybody here had a, for the most part, had a solid uh, intro. I mm-hmm. thought that Dr. Seuss uh, was always not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, never... Was never okay. Like there were, there was a moment where I thought, "Oh, he got a good one," but I mean, that's like you know. Yeah, the Volvo one was funny. Yeah, Yeah. I'll admit that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but other than that, um, I just think that some of them, 
you know, they said it in the thing. They got, they got, well, first off, the game went on way too long. That's my first thing. Well, hold I on feel- for a second. I feel the game always goes that long or longer, but they edited the way they edited it. Yeah. I just felt like you had some queens who, um, like, uh, for example, Lindy Chamberlain had a great bit. But towards the end of it, it's like, how how many times can you answer in the same way? Or how many, t- you know, like she had her crescendo moment and then they still went after, they still went to her. Well, so I, think, I just, think they go to every single person or every single time. I know, but I just think that it was too many times. Like three times is the most times. Like you should go to them three times and that's mm-hmm. it. Nathan, um, Nathan, do you agree with that? No, not really. I How feel like it was you. pretty much three times, right? How dare you? Anyways, <laughs> uh, the old people are hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Lori's gonna glass you. I will say that uh, I think that what blows it out of the water is the queen. The queen was funny each round. So, you know, she rightfully deserved to win because every round she had a funny answer. Lori, I am not being funny here when I say this. I think that there is a there are 50-50 chance odds that this Nita Wiglet listens to our show. Because really? she took our advice, my advice. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> to the TY. Oh, because of what you said about mean. her? Yeah, 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 yeah. She took my advice is you take someone who's yeah I I agree you take someone who's like pre- old older you take an oldie yeah um that's known that's very reserved yes. and you turn them into a, a a nasty girl yeah and that will always if anything the worst case scenario you're safe you know yeah worst case scenario you're safe in this case she was very funny. You know, the, the funnier you are, the more likely you are to win. She was, she had really good lines, you know, and uh, so I think that was a, a good thing. Yes, but anyway, go ahead. Sorry, Lori. So the people I had issues. So I was upset with Maxie Shields. I felt mm-hmm. like she was, she got too into her character. You know, I, I was like, I felt like she was like, it was like she was auditioning for a role. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, you realize that you're not going to go and star in your own movie version mm-hmm. of this character. Yeah. Um, Coco, I felt like, f- gave herself sort of the se- same thing as the rhyming, where she had to turn everything into a, a, a song lyric or a title of a song that Lizzo has done. Mm-hmm. When Lizzo is sort of a larger-than-life person, mm-hmm. I mean, I follow her on Instagram, and it's like you could take just general things she's done and put them as answers to the snatch game and <clears throat> excuse me and you would it would have been you know funny i mean that's pretty much all uh jennifer coolidge did jennifer coolidge just took answers that jennifer coolidge has already done and she was safe you know well ish so safe yeah. ish no but here's the um, deal is and, and rue talked about this uh on season 13 is that it's hard to make jennifer coolidge funny because she's already funny you know? She's already a character. She's already a character. Yeah, that's not what Jennifer Coolidge is not really like that. No. And uh, so, so, yeah, go the ahead. The two I didn't understand. Yeah. Dolly Parton was, you know, was just sort of like, bleh. The two I didn't understand was Bindi Irwin and Catherine O'Hara. 
I didn't. I don't think that the person who was doing Catherine O'Hara watched anything other than uh, uh, Home Alone. Well, and shit's I don't Creek. Think they, what? And shit's Creek. It, well, I feel like she wasn't even doing shit's Creek. She wasn't even doing like the. She was doing some weird version where the Catherine O'Hara from Shit's Creek had a concussion. <laughs> And and was saying like nonsensical, like it just didn't make sense. By the way, I want anyone who's ever had a concussion to realize that Lori speaks for herself, not for Joe Batanz, Drag Race Recap, or After yeah. Media. Okay, go ahead. If you're not attractive, if you get a concussion, I'm just going to say that. <laughs> By the uh, way, my boyfriend Aiden just got over a concussion, but go ahead. Yeah, and I just now found him attractive. So thank you. <laughs> my point's proven. Um, Once again, then, uh, speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Make sure you address it to Lori and not me. I want that guy who left a voicemail to just leave the same voicemail every episode. Yeah. And just be like, this is what I didn't like about Lori this episode. Yeah. Um, Bindi Irwin, I felt like, was a little offensive. Like, what was that crap that was on her face? Was that like snake bites or something? I think. Oh, I thought that was like like if she had like a mole or something. You see, I think the reason, and I think we touched on this. I think Nathan touched on this. I think the reason Rue, remember, okay, Rue has to play nice on TV, but Rue likes really dark, offensive shit. Okay. So even knowing, I think how serious the Australians take Lindy Chamberlain. She loved the Dingo and Baby jokes, right? Oh, she loved they so all loved. So if it. you wanted to win as Bindi Irwin, now by the way, people in Australia would have hated you. I think you're going in on Steve Irwin, which I know they're yes. very that's like fucking making fun of Mr. Rogers or Bob Ross in Australia. Probably both combined, you know? But like Anita made the seatbelt joke, which was a reference to Diana, and that was yeah. funny, even though it's quite dark. So you could have gotten away with a Steve Irwin yeah. stingray joke. I would say I was honestly I was like if she took out the stingray that killed her father and started making out with it I would have been like that would have been awesome like that, or if the stingray was, was a puppet that just kind of came up and was like you <laughs> fucking your neck yeah. bitch right yeah she should have been the stingray well that's what should have been right at the <laughs> right at the, oh that would have been so funny or right at the end be like Rue just one more thing ah! and then like the stingray thing came out <laughs> of her chest or. Just go the route of that one. Who was that one woman who was like, who was like really into gorillas and then she got killed by a, a poacher or something? Oh, just uh, go, Diane Fossey. Yeah, just go with, go, like, there were so many jokes when she died about how she was ha- fucking the gorillas. Just go that route and just say that you're fucking the animals. Like, just say that, like, that's the whole thing. Okay. So it's like, I'm not saying, look, mm. I, we're just throwing shit at a fan, but I'm just saying that, like, there's so many ways you could make it raunchy. To where RuPaul would find, because again, the thing that I think a lot of queens and that, you know, they fell, fell into this trap here is that queens think that the audience that's watching them has to like them. And it's no, RuPaul has to find you funny. That's it. That's all that, who Matt, RuPaul is your audience. Yeah, of but one. they're also thinking about the aftermath on social media. And I think, uh, yeah, I don't know, but. Uh, I don't know. Look, you have to do it strategically, like Nathan was saying, where you do it in a dark way, like the queen with the seatbelt joke, where it's funny, but it's not overtly like, you know, hitting you over the head with it. And I think that if you can't, if you can't do it that way, then you need to find another character. All right. And oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I, uh, for all the effort that, uh, she put into getting, um, 
what's her face to change to Jennifer Coolidge. And, and she, you know, all the effort she put into talking about how she was going to be like super, she, it just seemed like she got into, you know, it's like a fighter who gets into the ring and then just freezes and lets the, lets the other guy punch, punch him till, you know, he, he falls to the ground. Like it just didn't seem like she was, she was doing her best. Like it seemed like she could, the spotlight hit her and she went, I got, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let's, let's do this. We're going to do a really quick round robin to give it a toot or a boot. Uh, here we go. Karen from finance, Nathan, Dolly Parton, boot, Lori, boot, Art Simone has been to Irwin, Lori, boot, Nathan, boot, Coco Jumbo is Lizzo, Nathan, boot, Lori. I'm going to say a light toot. Because I felt like she started off strong and then sort of died towards the end. Um, I was going to make a Steve Irwin joke there. Anita Wiglet. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth II. Tudor boot. Oh, two. Nathan. Like yeah, a loud two. two. Like, like a diarrhea two. <laughs> That's not, but diarrhea two aren't necessarily loud. Oh, they are for me. Yeah. Oh, really. <laughs> Thank you for. I was going to say that. It's just so, yeah. All right, it's, Nathan, just, it's you know, just constantly going. That's what I want to. All what right, I, Scarlett, Jennifer Coolidge, uh, Nathan, two, Lori. I'm going to say again, like kind of like Coco, too, but it, towards the end, it kind of wait faltered. All right, Electroshocks, Catherine O'Hara as Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek. Lori, two, two. Oh, interesting. Maxie Shields, Magda Subansky as Lynn Postlethwaite. Uh, is that how you say that? Um, uh, Nathan. Oh. I just know her as Lynn. I I will toot it, but I do think for Magda, I would have preferred if she did like the Sharon character instead or something else. It was a bit too focused on this one Magda character. Nami, so can you toot it, but it's a bit meh. Nami, can you write me a whole paper on what Nathan was just talking about? Laurie, et cetera, et cetera, as Lindy Chamberlain, Dingo ate my baby. Two. Nathan. Two. And finally, Kira Ketamine as Dr. Seuss, uh, Nathan. Boot. Oh, wow, Lori. Oh, like the biggest boot. Oh, really? I'm going to go, you know, for Karen, I'm going to say boot, art, boot, Coco Jumbo, big boot. What art, the thing with Coco is she made the mistake that's a, what's really offensive about it actually is that's like a season three, season four mistake. How are you making this seasons and seasons later where you go like, well, I kind of look like the person, and I can sound like her too, and I'm gonna do it. I'm, that'll work. I'm like, no, bitch, you need more than that. I mean, even like, uh, I still am gonna say two, but like, e- even now, I'm just realizing like her costume is nothing that Lizzo would wear. Mm-hmm. Like she, y- you know, the costume Lori, was. Yeah. Lori got excited. She thought she was doing Lizzo, which is her favorite I did. person. Yeah, I uh, the Queen Elizabeth, a big toot. Jennifer Elizabeth. Coolidge. Uh, is there like a moot for like a middle? Yeah, you know? moccasin. Yeah. Uh, a Moira Rose, a boot. Can I understand what was going on there? Magda, I have no idea who that is. So I reserve judgment. Lindy Chamberlain, big two. That that Bindi Irwin line alone deserved to keep her safe. And which then, one? When was she like when she was falling down, and then the, she's like the, the the dingo came out, and then she said something about Bindi Irwin should help her with. Should the- somebody call Bindi Irwin? Yeah. Oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, yeah, Bindi, and then Bindi Irwin didn't capitalize on it. That's what I thought was so like yeah. like Art Simone got in her own way because Bindi Irwin was like, uh, ah, let let it die or yeah. something, you know. It's just like okay, great, yeah. Like, 
And finally, Kidamine's Dr. Seuss. That was also in the middle for me. I, I was oh. back and forth on that one. Uh, all right. Here we go. Let's move on here. Uh, it's elimination day and the girls get ready for the runway. All the girls except for Karen think it was one of the best snatch games in drag race history. Scarlett says what everyone's thinking out loud. Coco, you in danger, girl. Kina has second thoughts about her performance. The girls share their experiences with coming out to their families with Anita getting the spotlight about her difficult relationship with her father. Lori, any big thoughts on the elimination day? Um, no. I just thought, you know, I thought it was, I, I liked it. I liked all the top, the, I liked that the girls are sort of calling each other out, but yeah. Nathan, you know, Lori woke up late this morning. Do you think she watched Elimination Day? Not a, not yeah. a chance. She did not watch not it at chance. all. Yeah. She was like, she had no, Lori, the person wears a shoe, a, a different color, and Lori has a thought. And I go, Lori, did you watch it? like, oh, no, it was, <coughs> it was fine. Uh. Uh, I totally watched it. Mm-hmm. I watched it, and then I—that's my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, Lori, I'm always like, "All right, let's move on." Wait, 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 wait. Can we talk about RuPaul's belt? I'm like RuPaul's belt. <laughs> no one's talking about it, and I go, "What? What are your thoughts on this whole segment?" Uh, no thoughts. And that's why I had Lori go first, Nathan. I knew she's not going to watch this Elimination Day. Nathan, <laughs> did you have any big thoughts here on Elimination Day? thought yeah exactly right yeah uh, well i have a thought let me ask you this question laura you can weigh in here uh nathan you, you know you are a big fan of rupaul's drag race you've seen them all uh-huh uh where does this fall the snatch game in the in the realm now, obviously not exactly but roughly where does it fall for you i think it's in the middle it's not as good as they were making it out to be but it's not as bad as the judges made it out to be i yeah. feel like there was no real flop flops it was just like seven safe girls and one good girl or two mm-hmm. good girls. Yeah. As opposed to other snatch games where it might have had two good people and six bad people. So I'd yeah. rather safe than them all be terrible. Yeah. Now, Laura, you've seen some snatch games. Where did this fall for you? Um, I thought that it was, uh, you know, I would say middle. I thought that there were some that were definitely worse, but the I, I can't remember the season, but there was one that was like probably I think it was uh, an all star season that was mm-hmm. probably my favorite. Yeah, that sounds pretty specific. So uh, I, I I'm kind of with Nathan. I actually think it's on the higher end of the middle, definitely the middle, but like closer to the top. It wasn't bad. There were some good lines. Everyone did a fairly good job. I thought it wasn't the worst. You're saying they're being a little hard. The judges are being a little hard, but. Um, Probably because they didn't get all the references, but I think actually did. Everyone seems to do a fair job. This, this, our producer Nathan Harder once again, not uh, Nami's preachy corner was again. I saw in the Discord the a whole show was happening from you know three a.m. our time when they were watching it, and uh, he was like a, a hundred times was like they didn't give Magda enough time there to uh, do a joke, so they would have given her more time. And I was like, okay, calm down. By the way, people don't know this: the way that Lori and I first met Nathan. Speaking of Snatch Game, Lloyd, do you remember? Uh, what did he come on to do like critiques or something? No, he did an impression of me. Remember, he does that's that really- right. He did a great impression of can you. Do you think you can do a Joe Batanz impression right now? This Nami Harder, yeah, he put on the Discord. I love it. Yeah, Lori, you're going home. 
All right. Uh, back on the main stage, Anita is named the winner of the challenge, while etc. etc. and Ketamine are both safe. Meanwhile, everyone else left on the stage was up for elimination. Later in the Untucked Lounge, Art declares that it was difficult to tell who was really in the bottom. That's usually what someone in the bottom says. The girls get a call from Danny Minogue. I think it's really hard who's going to be in the bottom, guys. The girls get a call from Danny Minogue. Back on the main stage, Coco, Jumbo, and Art Simone are in the bottom, too, forcing them to duke it out in a lip-sync battle for their lives. The song... I'm That Bitch by RuPaul. When all was said and done, Coco Jumbo lived to see another day while Art Simone, who was seen as major competition, he was as a sachet away. Ladies, any final thoughts on the episode? Nathan, let's start with you. I've got I've got a lot of thoughts. Go so ahead. are we gonna do the runway? Should I do the runway? Oh, that's right. Yeah, let's <laughs> the do <looks>. the runway. <laughs> I I totally forgot. Alright, well it's time for the looks. All right. I suppose I should talk on the looks now. Joe, but- Joe, we got our, we, we, we know what we need to do, right? Yeah, you yeah. know what, Ooh, Joe. Yeah. yeah. Nami, or, uh, Nathan, you go first. Okay. Well, basically, I wish it was a night of 1,000 Kylies. I feel like that was a missed opportunity. So we did a, a, oh, a, yeah, a totally. C runway. So, okay. I thought Karen was amazing with that disco shark look. I thought that was the standout. But I feel like everyone sort of looked really good. Scarlett was up there with her Great Barrier Reef look. Everyone was pretty fine. I didn't think there were anyone that was too bad. The critique sort of said Electra didn't look that great, but I thought she looked fine. So I think the runway was pretty good. I agree. And also, they ignored the runway in the critiques. They didn't oh. care about the runway at all. Well, they kind of threw it to them when they did the when they did the judging, but it was almost like Michelle Visage was like, yeah, they did like four sentences on their on their. Um, Snatch game, and then they were like, also, this look is fine. Well, I also like at <laughs> yeah. one point, Reese was being a, a good guy and going like, about, I think it was about Maxie or something. No, was it Maxie or Coco? He was like, well, she's doing like an Ursula. And Michelle's like, it's not purple! <laughs> and I was like, calm down, bitch. Yeah. What's going on? Jesus Christ. And also, then, what are those glasses? Does she Didn't someone glasses? do a purple look as Ursula and they got booted? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they trusted Michelle. What does she know? Oh, well, she, like, she gave so many contrary uh, opinions. She told one girl to stay in character and don't get out of character. She told another girl that she was, she did stay too, she stayed in character and that was her fault. It's like, make up your fucking mind. Oh, I don't like this Michelle Visage. I know that's going to come as a shock to a lot of people. Yeah, and the critiques, like, it used to be for Snatch Game, oh, make Rue laugh. But now it's like, oh, you have to teach her something about the character. Oh, you have to have an interpretation. And then it's like, oh, but you didn't say the catchphrases. But like, why see, like, that's that's what they they don't want to say that now. The producers want it to be like a universal. They want it they want it to everybody to think that they want this to be a universal thing. But the the core of it is you need to make Rue laugh. That's the bottom line. Mm. So yeah, and Michelle Visage. I mean, I, I swear to God, my blood boils when she gives advice about comedy. I'm like the the least funniest person on the freaking earth is telling people what they, what how to be funny. Ugh, God. Um, what was I going to tell you? Oh, wait, hold on. Of course, um, Mother Dear is like, she's like, please respond to these messages. And I'm like, I'm on a, do you understand? I am on the, in the 1% of shows, woman. Anyway, what were you? <laughs> uh, but that's how much I cared about the looks is I was texting people. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, those are. The looks. Um, any other final thoughts on the episode, Nathan? Yeah, I feel like the bottom two shouldn't have been art 
and Coco. It should have been Coco and Kita, just, you know, with the rhyming. And her look, I mean, it was really cool, but it was probably the, on the lower end of looks for mm-hmm. Kita. So I feel like it's it's a stitch-up that Art went home. I was pretty devastated by the end of it, and I just felt really deflated by the end of the episode. Yeah. And she was pissed off, and I got it. All right. I got it. Laurie? Anybody they put up uh, against Coco, I felt like, was going home. Because... <laughs> Well, no, because, I mean, let's face facts. If you look at it from a producer's point of view, Coco was the last person of color on that show. Oh, I completely disagree. I actually think Art really dropped the fucking ball on this. No, I lip-sync. look, I, I think that she pulled it out. No. I think she deserved to stay there. But I honestly be- believed whoever went up against Coco, no, unless Coco shit the bed entirely, she was going to. They Completely were going to go home. disagree. The producers put Art there, thinking they were going to send Coco home. Really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They, okay. Yeah. I have a. Well, then I'm wrong. But I have a correction. I well, like. I mean, to no. Make, your, which, your opinion is just as good as anybody else's, Lori. Nami brought something up, which I'd like to point out because I want to prove to you guys that you guys are wrong and I'm always right. Nami said that Joe and Nathan are wrong. Joe said Coco would have a mirror moment, episode one, about the fight on Oxford Street. Nathan said it'd be episode two. Laurie said it would never be brought up. I'm going to so say, currently, I'm, I'm, I'm right. Hold on. I'm going to say that Nami's wrong. I believe it was switched. I believe Nathan said it'd be episode one. I said episode two because I said the, she, she, we know she lasts that long because of the trailer. Well, you guys are both wrong, so it doesn't matter who switched it. Just wanted because... to, I didn't want it to be known. It, well, you're wrong. Okay. It's I, true. I, I said episode one. You said episode two. So now so Nami's wrong. wrong as well. I'm going to do a correction on Nami. Uh, I have to go. My aunt is screaming at the top of her lungs for me to come see her. So she's either dying or she has a package. Okay. Well, we're, we're wrapping up the anyone when she thinks of the bomb. We're wrapping okay. up anyway, Lori. We'll, we'll talk soon. I don't know. Lori. Lori's late and has to go. Um, so um, Nathan, let, let me just wrap this up with you here. Is... Uh, uh, I I actually think Lori's wrong. I actually think that um, oh yeah, she sucks. Yeah, Lori's horrible. But what I'm also saying is like I think this. I felt the same way about Valentina on season nine. Uh, she was supposed to send uh, Nina Bonina Brown home, and she failed. And I think in this one, Art just had to be at least on the same level as Coco and given RuPaul the justification is this this is Coco's second time in the bottom two in a row in the first two mm. episodes no no coco wasn't in the bottom last week oh she wasn't no it was electra and um jojo oh well then I, not, why didn't nami correct that so uh so the point is i was wrong the entire i think i said that at the top of the show too anyway the point is that uh, so this is her first time in the bottom but i think they wanted Coco to go home because Coco didn't. At least she didn't do well last week. No, I would agree, and I feel like if they didn't give that shitty RuPaul song, mm-hmm. maybe Art could have done better. Mm-hmm. But Coco did win that lip sync. No, no, a hundred percent. That's why yeah. when I was watching it, I was like, "How are they?" I really thought there was going to be a double shot. Take it away. Like, how are they sending Art Simone home? On, like she, it's it was supposed to. I think Karen was gobsmacked because she was like she thought it was gonna be her and Art in the final two. Like yeah, I had heard the rumor and watching the snatch game, I was like, surely the rumor's wrong. And then I was watching the lip sync and I was like, this can't be happening, even though I knew it was happening. Yeah, I'm actually glad I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm intentionally now not gonna look at any spoilers for this because I was I was gobsmacked. It was my second time using that. I was like, oh 
My God. Now, Nami has said in the on the Discord that there's a rumor that there was a very loud tantrum backstage. Have you heard this rumor, Nathan? That I saw Nami post that. I would believe it. She was pretty pissed off at the end there. When she was breaking down and the producer was like, well, you made it here. And she said, that means nothing. I was like, I agree. Well, I, <laughs> but- again, I, well I will say this. It must be really fucking embarrassing. I was trying to explain it to Aiden. I go, this yeah. is like if, you know, Alaska went on something and came in, went home number two. You know, yeah. If if like in that All Stars that she yeah. did, if Alaska went home number two, that would be the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It w- and she was one hundred percent supposedly that bitch in Australia. She had her own series on <laughs> Wow Presents. Oh, I don't know one episode, a whole series that they promoted. And, but she didn't do that bad of a job. Like, yeah, Bindi Owen was a bad choice, but it wasn't terrible. But not only is it embarrassing, she must have dropped a lot of cash on the outfits for the show. And now I know. it just all went, oh, my God, she must be. I mean, that's really embarrassing. That's really, really embarrassing. That's like Michael And she Phelps. had to go do 14 days in hotel quarantine in New Zealand to go yeah. home episode two. That's yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's really that was really, really shocking. All right, uh, Nathan, any other final thoughts on this episode? Well, in the in the Discord, Nomi's saying apparently during the tantrum she yelled, "You told me I was going to win." <gasps> oh, which I feel like really? that's they lied to her. Karen's going to win probably. Yeah. Well, also I feel like you know, look, I've said this before. I'll say it again. This is a comedy show where we talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. You don't come here for the real tea. For the real tea, let's see what Willem says on Race Chaser this coming yeah. week. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, we'll find out the tea there. All right. Well, Nami, let's call it a day there. That's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Season 1. So for Nathan Brown, Lori Roggenkamp, and myself, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oi, oi, oi. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia or email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at Lori You Liar. That's L A U R I U L I A R. She also has another podcast called Bloody Podcast. You can find that podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Nathan Brown has two other podcasts. The first is Breaking Down Bad Books, and the other is called Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. You can find those podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find Nathan on Instagram at NathanBrown90. Finally, follow Joe Batance on Instagram at Joe Batance. This episode was produced by Nathan Harder. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. Thank you.